Hi everyone, my name is Lindsay. And I'm Tamika. And welcome back to another episode of Navigating the True North. Today we're going to talk about finding your tribe. And by finding your tribe, we mean finding a community where you can receive encouragement, grow, and be held accountable. And stepping out in faith to find that tribe can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. We promise it's worth it. So let's get to it. Hello, everyone out there, and welcome back to another Navigating the True North podcast. Yes, we are so excited to be here today, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to kind of listen in on different topics we have to say. Yeah, thanks so much. And today, we're going to focus on community, and got kind of two parts of that. One is how God has designed us to be in community but also how it's super easy to step away from community and not be a part of community. Whether something bad happened in our life and we don't want to share it with people because it's a burden or we don't want to face something so we hide away and don't tell anyone. Yeah, I agree. It's such a great and important topic. Um, Even the Bible instructs us to never shy away from assembling with one another. Because there is power and agreement and when we come together in the same mind and heart and just share in and within one another, there's power in that for every area Mm -hmm. of our lives. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it really goes back to the very, very beginning in Genesis when, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and it goes through, you know, day one he did X, day two he did whatever. (laughs) That's really biblical for you right there. Such a Bible scholar. I know, right? I would never say that about myself. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, he created Adam, and then he realized it wasn't finished yet, right? There was something missing. And so that's where, you know, Eve came into play. And that was really the first small community built. It was just two people. Yeah, and I remember specifically in that scripture, he said he created Eve because it was not good for man to be alone. Yeah. And that still applies today as it did over 2,000 years ago that he did not create us to be alone. And Mm -hmm. he didn't do that for a reason and for a purpose. Yeah. And, you know, as much as it's really important to have our alone time with God where we pray and we read the word and, you know, have that relationship with him, like you said, kind of piggybacking on it is is we're not meant to live alone. Yeah. You know, we can read everything in our Bible and gain that knowledge, but then we can really put it to practice, interacting with people, working with people, building those communities. Yeah. And I think... It's important for us to call out, too, like, some of the purposes of community, right? Uh Like, one, God said it's not good for man to be alone. (laughs) So he said so, right? (laughs) He wanted us to live in community with one another. But I think some of the key purposes for community include encouragement, Mm -hmm. support, and then also a not-so-popular one is accountability. Mm, Yeah, it's hard to like accountability. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, especially when when someone is holding you accountable, it's oftentimes you're kind of teeter-tottering, knowing what's right to do, but still falling on what's not right to mm-hmm. do. And so when you have that one holding you accountable, that kind of, it kind of makes you step up to the plate and face things you don't want to face. Yeah. Because it's so much easier to be like, no, thank you. I don't want to deal with that today. I'm going to go hide in my cubicle and like yeah. cry. <laughs> yeah. It's uncomfortable, right? It is. But growth is only, it only happens in an uncomfortable state. 
Like, growth does not occur when you're in your comfort zone and, you know, everything's going how you're used to it going. You don't really experience true growth until you have someone holding you accountable. And then from that, you're uncomfortable and that produces change and growth within your life. Yeah, I think, you know, going back to kind of yours and I's friendship, one of those things that you try to hold me accountable with, and I'm going to be very transparent right now. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a control freak. And I know a lot of people say that, but, I mean, you can probably speak more about it than me. And I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I, I don't think I really realized how much of a control freak I was until you kind of are pointing things out to me because I don't think I really had anyone challenge me on it, Uh. you know. And it's very uncomfortable when you share with me, um, you're being super controlling right now. I know it comes from a place of love, yeah. you know, and you wanting, you know, iron sharpens iron and you want me to be, you know, a better person, but it's still very uncomfortable. Yeah, agreed. And you hit on something that's key to community coming from a place of love. Yeah. When you're in right community, as God created it to be, that means you surrounded yourself with like-minded individuals. Absolutely. Who love you and care for you and ultimately want your best interests. And when you have a surrounding like that, that is the intent for the community God um, had in mind when he created us. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we overlook that and forget that, Community around us means our safe space. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, and it, it's talked a lot about, you know, when people are preaching or pastors are preaching, like to get real with people, right, to find that safe space. Because it's, it's very easy to put on a facade that everything mm-hmm. is okay. And it's, it's easy because you don't have to, again, look inward. Mm-hmm. And we're so, you know, consumed about what people think about us. We want to look a certain way. And so you don't really get to those nitty-gritty spots of your life unless you have someone in commu- you're in community and knowing that it comes from a place of love when they're looking at it and be like, hey, let's work on this together for you. Yeah, and you know, it all makes sense when you put it into perspective because people connect and relate with vulnerability. Oh, yeah. So when you're vulnerable about what you're going through in a community setting – not only are you being open to how God wants to move through other people to help you get through that season in your life, but you're also helping other people because when they see your vulnerability, they'll in turn also want to share things that they're going with because they will also want the same prayer, the same support, the same Mm -hmm. encouragement, the same Mm -hmm. accountability. And it reminds me of just leading by example. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to even be the first ones to be vulnerable. Yeah. And I know sometimes that's something, even as a leader, I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to understand that vulnerability and sharing our intricate pieces are ways that people connect with us mm-hmm. and feel comfortable and close to us because we can be open about certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can, it can allow you to grow. Yeah. Both sides, the person who's sharing and the person who is receiving. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I, I, I'm going to go back to you being a leader in Bible study or in what, I don't know, Bible study. Sometimes I feel like those two words are like, oh, bi- like Bible study, let's go <laughs> and open up our Bible and here I am like, God did X on day one, God did Y on day two. Um, but coming back full circle, uh, you know, you being a leader, even though it can be hard to step out and share those things first, 
But again, I when I've been in a group and a leader's done that, or even just someone who else is in the group, it has given me more comfort to share. I know when you and I were in that marriage group, I don't think I was the first one to share. I, I believe like you and your husband were one of the first people to open up and be vulnerable. And you talked about real-ish. Like yeah. you you talked about it. And I, and I had that exact, exact same thing that you've talked about where I, I was listening to you and I was like, dang that's how I think like that's I didn't know people went through the same thing I did yeah. or maybe I knew but I didn't know someone who actually did that right. I could talk to that you I could, could trust to. that I could relate to uh, so it's it's huge and then from you sharing it developed our friendship yeah what do you know oh hey now we're here today <laughs> look at us <laughs> yeah you know I kind of want to talk about another really important part of community and that is encouragement and support. Mm -hmm. You know, one cliche statement that I've heard my whole life growing up is that it takes a village to raise a child. I've um, heard that like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. Mm -hmm. It takes a village or it takes a community to raise a child. And, you know, I made some mistakes early on in my um, young adult years and I ended up having a son out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. um, me and his father tried to work out, but we didn't. And I ended up being a single mother for a long time. And if it hadn't been for the community that God placed in my life at that time, whether it would be fe feeding or cooking us a dinner one night, or even just keeping Caleb for me while I needed to get some mm -hmm. alone time or space, um, even people just stepping in in my church community and correcting my son when I wasn't around, like mm. in that setting, just having that community and having that village to help me raise my child meant the world to me. And I yeah. know when I look back, um, even now, when I look back to those times, I would not have been able to raise my son without mm -hmm. embracing and leaning on the community that he surrounded me with. And yeah, it was uncomfortable because I had to put myself out there and make myself vulnerable and say, mm -hmm. hey, yeah, I had a child outside of wedlock. Mm. Like, I should have waited until I got married. I should have, you know, done more investment to the relationship between his father and I before making a decision to have a child. You know, so that took me having to be extremely vulnerable, yeah. share my shortcomings, trust that people wouldn't judge me that's a huge thing in community mm -hmm. you have to feel comfortable with the people around you to know that hey we love you but we're not going to judge you we're not yeah. going to think differently of you we're just here because God placed us in your life to help and so when you make it a um, I guess a, a goal yeah. to seek out to find community like that it can really make or break the season that you're in in your life Oh, yeah, just from, from you sharing that story, but it really kind of emphasizing what you said is that you had to make that first step to yeah. find the community, right? So you have to, you know, as scared as you are, growth mm -hmm. doesn't happen until you step into something that's uncomfortable for you. Yeah, and I was extremely scared, yeah. by the way. Um, I fought reaching out for community. You know, there were uh, small group connections in the church that I was in at the time, and I shied away from it several times thinking, I, don't, I can't go around these people. They're better than me. They go to church every Sunday. Mm. You know, just with and my imagination. Who was, who was saying that in your head? Yeah. 
Satan. Yeah. It's feeding me. Exactly. The father of lies is feeding me these lies because even he knows how powerful community is. Mm-hmm. He was rejected from community because yeah. he he didn't want to follow like <laughs> the rules that God had in place. He wanted to be more than, and he was rejected from community. Mm-hmm. So he knows like how powerful even community is. Mm-hmm. So once I'm going to kind of ask you a question. Once you. Uh, got to that point where you're like, okay, I'm going to step out and be vulnerable. How can you find community or where can you find community? So if we're sitting here today or someone's sitting here and, and ready to make that step, where do they go? How do they initiate it? Yeah, um, I think a great place to start is at your local church. Mm-hmm. Um, churches have a way of having Bible studies or groups sometimes that you can reach out to or join Um to find a community yeah. in that sense. And then sometimes you're in a place that may not have a community like that already established. And what I would say to that is create one. Yeah. Be the one that stands up and says, hey, are there any other single moms in mm-hmm. this in this program or yeah. in this church, you know, and be bold enough to start something that is not only gonna bless you, but bless other people. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it starts with you looking inward and then stepping forward. Stepping out on faith. Stepping out on faith. Yeah. And I think you make a good point about you starting the community because there's probably, if you're feeling like you don't have a community, there's other people that feel the same way. Yeah. They don't have a community. And you have it. Every single person can tap into the abilities God has given them to create that community. And I'm going to kind of to go back to when I was in high school for a second and I had this interesting experience when I was going to a private school and I had no community I would legit this is not a sob story because I learned from it (laughs) I would legit sit in the bathroom stall for half of lunch because I had no friends oh wow like this is a true story yeah and I tried so hard to fit into other people's groups that for whatever reason it wasn't working out but I wish I would have had the strength to start my own community yeah right so instead of starting my own community because there was probably people at that school that felt the same way as I did that didn't quite fit in to any of these groups already created um but I didn't do that I didn't have the will or the strength instead of doing that I sat alone and kind of was a victim to, I, I treated myself as a victim to everything that was happening around yeah. me. And that is super easy to do. It is. And we talked a little bit about that in the beginning. Uh, but when you step back and you victimize yourself, you're just creating that hole to go deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, you're adding to a problem that you're, already exists. Exactly. You're adding to a problem. And then, you know, from there, I started, I started fortune telling or whatever the devil was just sharing all these things and then the perception of all the people at that school was all negative mm, and yeah. so it, it just fed on itself it just created this huge thing like, yeah of negativity not only because i didn't feel like i had a community so i was like i'm a victim of my surroundings <laughs> and then i had like negative thoughts and everyone i saw at that school i was like screw you screw you screw you you suck <laughs> But again, that was while their actions weren't necessarily great, but I also have the ability to make my actions better for myself, right? I have those choices. I can't choose what other people do, but I can choose how I react to situations. Yeah, that's such a great story. I mean, I can't imagine, well, I can't imagine how you felt. 
I think there's a lot of people out there that feel the same exact way. I yeah. felt that way before as well. And it's like in times like that, I think the main thing that I try to focus on is that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Mm. Anytime we feel a spirit of fear, we know that that is not from God. Yeah. And we have to do whatever is in our power to reject that feeling of fear and step outside of our comfort zone and outside of that fear and take a new step towards yeah. where God is calling us to. And I think it's important um, to understand, too, that those first steps, like most times God just needs us to have a seed of faith the size of a mustard, mustard seed. seed. So we take that first step towards God and he will pick it up and literally yep. do the rest. Yeah. So I just want to encourage everyone out there, take the first step. Mm -hmm. If you're not a part of a community, take the first step towards joining one. That first step could be different for everyone. It could mean starting a Facebook group. It could mean joining a Bible study, mm -hmm. you know, but I just want to encourage you, denounce that fear and take the first step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said, there's so many ways to take that first step go to that Bible study or that Facebook group or even ask a, a person to lunch or coffee that you first met. Even as awkward as it is, I don't know if this is like for you, but if I if I like interacting with someone at church or whatever and I want to hang out with them, I'm like, hey, can I have your number? I feel so weird. <laughs> uh, but that, but I, I step out in that and from it can grow something really beautiful. Yes. But I don't even give it a chance to grow if I don't step out. Hey, to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. Exactly. Wow. Mic drop on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think, you know, community is a huge thing. And I, like, like we said, if you're struggling with this right now, you know, every, if you have fear, it's not from God. It's from Satan. It's from the devil. And if you're struggling and you have this, you immediately want to step back and go in your own closet and cry have your cry session by all means feel those feelings but know that the true healing process is by extending out and stepping into faith and asking someone to come alongside you and cry with you and work it out with you and be vulnerable with them and i guarantee like your growth is is going to be exponential and you're going to be able to get through whatever you're going to get through because you have someone next to you praying for you loving on you and sharing that burden yeah agreed I guess my biggest takeaway from this is gratefulness. Mm. I'm so grateful for, and I feel like I'm going to cry, <laughs> the community that God has placed me and my family in. Mm. Um, we have been blessed to be a part of an amazing church over the course of the past year mm -hmm. where we have connected in so many communities Yeah. Um, through Bible studies, through small groups, through serving you know, one of those small groups made one of the greatest connections of my <laughs> life, and that's you. Aww. Yeah, you're more than like a best friend to me. You're like a sister. Mm -hmm. And I'm really grateful for that community. Mm -hmm. So I just encourage everyone out there to grab a hold of your community. Find your tribe. Yep. It'll be the best thing that has ever happened to you. Yeah, and I think, you know, my takeaway too is just you know, to have to continue to have the strength when I'm in my community to continue to be vulnerable, yeah. right? To not hold back with your community. Once you find those people, you know, to never, if you're starting to think, oh my gosh, they're definitely going to judge me for this thing. I can talk to them about A, but I definitely can't talk to them about yeah. B. But to really be confident in the love that I receive from my community 
and then be able to be open so I can continue to grow. Yeah. So that's kind of my takeaway. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for you today. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram. I'm sorry, in our Instagram yeah. community. <laughs> at NTTN Podcast. And thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.